Hello, I'm Craig Constantine. Hey, Craig. Boston Blake. <laughs> I'm glad to be Welcome. here. Uh, so we set these things up to be a half hour call. We've been talking for three hours and 28 minutes. No, it's not quite that bad. <clears throat> but we really got up on plane and then I'm like, stop. <laughs> we need to press record. Um, I don't think we're going to have any problem recapturing the energy either because I'm just going to say, so we started talking and I asked you, what's the first thing that comes to mind when I say the word? podcasting. And without much delay, you said joy and a whole lot of work. And then I laughed because yes, amen, brother. Um, but then you started talking about, yeah, but it's, there's so much, um, uh, return on investment. There's so much, um, it's reward. really satisfying. Like, fulfillment. Yeah, it's satisfying. Yeah. Um, and then we spun off into blazing saddles and Mel Brooks. We went to plaid 10 minutes. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I knew we would never make it. If people don't know what ludicrous speed is, just just hit, press stop on this. You don't need to listen to us for 20 minutes. Please go watch Spaceballs, the movie. Yes. Um, yeah. What, um, I'm, so obviously you're a Mel Brooks fan. Like um, if you've seen Blazing a, Saddles and Spaceballs, well, I'm 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 Gen X, right? The, those movies mm. were just out there as part of my childhood. But yes. the truth is, I have Spaceballs. I haven't seen in five years, and I haven't seen any other Mel Brooks movie since I was a really little kid. Yeah. But I love a good story, and Mel Brooks tells a good story that'll make you laugh. Holy your crap! I have so many stupid Craigisms that. People, I mean, if, if you know Mel Brooks, like a lot of times people like to say something related to money when money doesn't really matter, you know, we're like, well, who's making you know, dinner? And then somebody will start and I'll be like, count the money, like, you know, get them count. And then, um, I can't remember the actor's name and I, I hate to get names wrong. So I, I can picture him and he comes in and he goes, count de Monet, Har uh, Harvey. <sighs> Wait a minute. Wait, which... Uh, it's from the history of the world part two. Oh, is it? And there's no part one, right? It's just, it's no, it's just part, part two. We just go to part two. <laughs> anyway, Count de Monet was the way he wanted his name pronounced. And Mel Brooks is like, right, count the money. Like, I don't even talk about it. Um, so I will say, count the money. Anytime somebody starts counting money, um, that happens not very often. But anyway, um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, do you want to just do uh, – so what, what about podcasting do you find <laughs> – here, explain this to me because I don't know what you're talking about. What, what about podcasting do you find rewarding? being sarcastic. Yeah, of course. Well, one part is the conversations. Like I got into <clears throat> podcasting because I wanted to tell stories. I I love to tell stories, but I really don't like being on video very much, which is weird because I was an, I was an <laughs> actor for years. But uh but I do love storytelling and I love myths and folk tales and fairy tales. And what came, what surprised me was, you know, I met you through the Akimbo workshop and it was all about interviewing. <laughs> yeah, it really kind of like took I over always, my life. <laughs> <laughs> and what Sorry, surprised me was all of these amazing conversations I got to have, the practice, quote unquote, yeah. practice conversations, which turned into podcast interviews. And podcasting has opened this whole new world where I have something to offer. You know, like, my, so my topic, my, my podcast is called Name Mythic. of the Show. Mythic. Yeah. By the way, your cover art, <clears throat> I've, I've seen two or three pieces of cover art. Yours is like, I, I want to, I like, I like throw my, God 
damn it. Like, cause it's so good. And I'm like, I look you. at mine. I'm like, shit, my cover art sucks. I mean, even the cover art that I had, the, sorry, there are people who could be listening who made the cover art for some of my shows. I'm sorry. <laughs> However, my cover art sucks in comparison to yours. Yours is like off the charts. So you have to go find Boston's mythic. Uh, it's just amazing. Anyway, mythic is the podcast. What <laughs> Mythic is the podcast. And it, and and it started out as storytelling, but it's it opened up this world of people I get to talk. Oh, by the way, thank you for the cover art. Canva. The secret is Canva. And yep, did you do it yourself or how did you I did it myself? It's a oh, God. It's, it's a stock, okay. it's a stock image with a filter and a font. And a <laughs> <laughs> I had Okay, I'm but, taking notes. I'm I, gonna write down Canva. But I did tweak on it for about 48 hours. Um, and then tweaked <laughs> on it some more. <laughs> You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> Do you know what movie that's from? Anyway, keep going. Are we at hours. Fast Times? We... So, uh, um, no. No? Uh, I'm screwed. Uh, so, so the fulfillment is conversations like this, people I get to meet in this world. Podcasters are one special breed of person because yeah, like this is an odd thing that we do, sit in front of a mic and talk. But then we add like another person to talk to and right. on a screen. Since I started podcasting during COVID, when everything was shut down, it was also a social outlet and things have kind of stayed that way. I've never done an in the, like, I've never done a podcast interview where we're in the same room. I wonder what that oh, would be like. it's a whole different world. You got to do it. You got to try it. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> right? What could possibly go right? It sounds incredible. <laughs> well, actually this, uh, uh, which do you use? Do you use um, Squadcast or this is, we're doing, we're using Zencaster today. Um, and I'll tell you what, this, this, the, all three of them, um, Zencaster, Squadcast, Riverside FM, and there's a fourth one now, I think. They all come out sounding pretty darn good. Um, it's the tech, the tech is amazing and it's changed so much, like even in the last eight or nine months, Yes, but I, right now I'm recording in zoom and I'm using loopback with Descript and mm. I have not yet found the ideal settings. I um, just shout out to Descript. It's changed my life. I love everything about using that tool, <laughs> except their sound compression. They have the studio sound uh, feature that is great for cleaning up the audio, but it makes it kind of flat. And huh. I'm really debating because Zoom actually gives me a warmer sound, but the Descript audio gives me, it's so much easier to clean it up. It saves me hours of time. Huh. Huh. Do I have what? No, I, I was just like, I'm just, <laughs> you know, you were talking about how like there's so much to it. This like, yeah, you sit in front of a mic and then you bring a second person. It's so complicated. And I'm like, I don't even use Descript. I mean, I think I've like opened Descript because people asked like when, <clears throat> so when they invented Descript, people started asking about it. So I remember looking at it and I was like, wow, that's really cool. And then I, I just never, I don't use it for anything. And I hear people talking about it and I'm like, you know, I could totally redesign my I love Jessica Zoe's podcast, Duct Tape Rocket Ship. I could totally redesign my Duct Tape Rocket Ship here, but, but I'm also sitting in it. So maybe I should not. Um, so I'm always impressed by what people, you know, when people say, I do it all in Descript. My brain goes like, uh, like across what? the interwebs? Like you load that? What? You're editing in the cloud, huh? You know, the. I'm not an audio engineer and I'm really impatient. I'm super visual. So being able to just cut and paste, it's. Uh, it, when I started the first time we had an assignment in Akimbo to edit a podcast, I spent four hours on something like 10 minutes of, of footage. 
<laughs> it was, I was like, I can't do this. This will not work for me. And then somebody said, try the script. And I downloaded it. I'm like, and I did the same thing in like 30 minutes. I'm like, this is how we're going oh, to do this from yes. now on. This is what we're yes, doing. This, and one of the things that I, that's really important to me when I'm, when I'm interviewing somebody. So mythologists who I've been interviewing are not necessarily the most gregarious group of people. Some of them are, but but these are academics, and they're a lot of them uh, a little introverted, a little, little introverted, nerdy. and take their time. And sometimes there are lots of ums and ahs. I want to make them sound great. I want them to hear themselves mm. podcasting and hear themselves being interviewed, and I want them to hear the brilliance of what they're saying. And sometimes that just takes a little more work. It's also better for my listeners to. Some of my topics are really esoteric. So clarity is really important. And Descript helps me weed out little digressions that might not bother somebody else, but it bothers me in terms of clarity and making sure people can follow it. Hmm. Anyway, now here's the other side of this. Perfectionism, uh, like so much doesn't get made because it would be really yeah. good for me to just record and go. And I'm actually about to launch a second podcast that is called The Other One, which is where I, like, you know, I can say, I'm hi, I'm clapping. Boston Blake. I'm the host of the Mythic Podcast, and this is The Other One. And this is The Other One. Well played, sir. On the green in two. <laughs> nice. Like, yeah. So, like, the things that don't fit, the things that are just fun to talk about, like, let's get that stuff out there. Because yeah. I know a lot of really interesting people with great stories, but they don't fit in any kind of box. And all of this language about doing podcasting right, marketing, and there's this way to put it out there. Yeah. What if it's just about giving people a platform to share and then seeing what resonates with people? Like, that's enough. That could be really fun. Boston you're not, you're nodding you furiously. That's, What's I'm happening? I'm nodding furiously. It was a pleasure to talk to you today. I think we just summed it all up now. I, yes, plus one or two plus two. I think that there, and I mean, most people who are listening are podcasters. I mean, there might be some people that get randomly roped in because they listened to one and thought they'd all be as good as that one. And I think there's magic in what happens if my intention is to you know, create a space for somebody or what happens if my intention is to figure out how to show that person you know, or audio, what's the verb for show? We'll just say show, show that person in their best possible light, which are metaphors for visuals that doesn't work. Um, <laughs> and I, but, but like you're, I'm totally down. Like I'm, I don't edit this show at all, but other shows, I don't edit them because I suck. So I send them out. Like you know, I, there are time, there's time and place for every tool and on this show, almost everybody that's been on here has been on other people's, like uh, almost all these people are podcasters. I'm trying to think of somebody who hasn't been a podcaster. So let's say they're all podcasters. So they've all been on mic, but a lot of them, they haven't been on somebody else's show yet. And so it's like, oh, that's an interesting, a different, you're on the other side of the microphone kind of thing. Um, but what you're doing and, and what I do with my other show, most of these people are not, they've never been on a podcast at all. And you're, you're doing this huge service, I mean, to the world by getting their voice out there and polishing the content. So it's, you know, shown in its best light, you know, when we put the artifact in the museum, we put the good side, you know, facing out. And I, I also think you may be doing those people of, and this is like a question, do you realize you're also doing them really big service because the next person who asks them 
may not be as, they might be a good podcaster, but they might not be coming at it from the same intention. And now you're setting the list, you're setting the guest up. The guest is like, oh, I did this one with Boston and it went awesome. So they go in with a positive mindset and guess what makes for better things if they show up with a pot, like, so it actually will go better because they had a good experience with you previously. I don't know if you thought about not, that. I had not like thought about ripple. it that way. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to take that and run with it because that really is you know, like, <laughs> put that's, that in the bank. Yeah, yeah. Put that in the bank. I, I want to. I want to, like, part of my work in the world is empowering people. I hadn't thought about doing it through that particular lens. And I love, I love that thought people. So many people have incredible stories and an incredible wisdom to share and they just need a platform, but they're scared to stand on the platform for whatever yeah, reason. They need a platform and they need not just a nudge. Don't push people off high dive boards, dear listeners. They no. need a platform. <laughs> you don't put them on the 10 meter board, put them on the 10 meter board, stand next to them and go like, okay, if you're comfortable, you can let go of the railing and walk over here. I'm not pushing you in the pool. You know, like, yes, you need to lead them up there. You need to create the platform, but you also need to make sure they're ready to go. And it sounds to me like you've got a nice, um, random, uh, my talking is so slow, right? How, how much pushback do you get from, so here's what I'm thinking. You're in an interesting, from my perspective, section of the Venn diagram of human beings that are on podcasts. So you're over in a, just let's be, I'll be stereotypical. You're in a more introverted, you're probably in a slightly older, you know, these people aren't 16. They've probably got their master's degree, their PhD, they're in a university, they're and that's a certain type of person. And I'm wondering what your experiences have been getting them to come onto the show. It has been surprisingly easy. Um, I, I have, I, there's a community of folks who are all their uh, Pacifica graduate Institute is where mythological studies is happening. And I participated in some courses there and I met people and we had great conversations. And so the podcast became a place where we could continue and deepen those conversations mm. in front of a broader group, because these are also people who believe that the study of mythology is really important for humanity right now. Right. So now. right now, like <laughs> RFN, like, like our right, right fucking now, no. because, because it does offer some context for these incredible problems and these challenges that we're facing. So they're excited to have a platform. Um, and everyone's also really busy. Now, what I'm curious about, because this first <clears throat> crop, I'm now editing my first crop of interviews from this group, and people have been very uh, generous with their time and their energy and their thoughts. Now those interviews are going to start going live. And the question is, what happens when their colleagues hear those interviews? Do they feel inspired to come on? Or do they go, oh, no, that's not for me. And so it's a little bit of, I really hope they feel good about it and they're inspired to come mm -hmm. on. So, so far there hasn't been a lot of pushback, but these have also been people that I already had some really nice rapport yeah, with. low hanging fruit. Do you find, do you have any read? I was like, cause you're, so I don't know, is, is it mythicist, myth, mythicist? Is it a philosopher? What would you call people who are doing this kind of study and research? Do you, mythologist. I would say you're not a mythologist. You, you probably don't consider yourself like, if you pick three things, you wouldn't call yourself a mythologist, right? That's not your top three. Not yet. Or is it? I would okay. like to, I would like Ooh, to call myself aspirational a mythologist. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, the whole podcast is your giants. I've done this. I've used this too. So you're using the podcast as your access tool. Like if I talk to all the mythologists, I'll eventually look like a duck, quack, like a duck, walk, like a duck. 
you're a duck. Well, so I was I was on my way to do a PhD program, and then COVID happened, and I just couldn't justify oh. doing that. And I thought, okay, well, how do I get my education? How do I do this? I don't want to not do it. So I started blogging, which basically became writing newsletters for Substack that are now on my right, website. Right, right. So I was writing essays and papers, and then I wanted to meet people, and I thought this is what I was. This is what I came into. Uh, akimbo with was how can Ooh. I get the attention of these people and build a community who want to have this conversation? And that's exactly what's happening is I'm getting to talk ah. with the professors who would have been my professors. Professors. So podcasting is, <clears throat> except for the people who are literally on the show with you at any given moment, podcasting is one way, broadcast medium. How how are you managing to, you know, like uh, I'm the guest, you're the host, but how do you manage to hear what my peers have to say? Like, how are you trying to crack the nut of, yes, okay, I've got the broadcast part of it working, but now I want to create interchange. I want to create community. How are you trying to build that? That has been really hard. So I have a platform. It's um, mythic-network.com. Oh, sorry. You have to put the www in there or it won't work. www.mythic-network.com. And it's on the, the Mighty Works platform. I just deleted Facebook because I hate it. And huzzah, huzzah. <laughs> so proud of that one. <laughs> My latest blog post is why and how I did that. But the, and nobody's read it. <laughs> and nobody's read it. So I'm sorry. Uh, I don't mean to make light of your work and your efforts. But I founded the Mythic Network as a place where people could come after these courses. So I'm taking a course. I meet all these people. Mm-hmm. Please come and hang out. Let's share our thoughts and ideas. It turns out that that's really difficult because people are in school. They're at Pacifica or they're in a program somewhere else. They're busy and they're already engaged in their own cohorts. So creating a space for that has proved really difficult. I have hopes that my blog will eventually be a place where that can come. I'm, 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 not sure how I want to do the technology around this. I've been using mighty networks, which I love a lot, but I think I'm going to end up moving to a WordPress-based online uh, platform for cost reasons. Yeah, and try to gather gather folks who are who have the time and space to engage. So that's how I've been approaching it, and it has not really borne fruit. Keeping people engaged is tough. Yes. Huh. Yeah, if I remembered half the things that I learned on any given day, my head would overflow. Um. Right. Um, uh, laziest question I know. Anything else that you were thinking about on your way to this conversation that you're like, oh my God, we have to make sure we get to ellipses? Um, honestly, I just want to say thank you. One of the th- podcasters seem to be a really generous type of person. Everybody I've met has been really extraordinary and you are no exception. You have created an incredible space for podcasters to meet and interact and stay connected. And your commitment to community and to offering platforms, uh, to offering people a platform, it has really made a difference. It's made a difference for me. And I am so excited for the podcasters community that is about to take on a whole new level. And I wish that wasn't happening, but yes, I know you're talking I know about it's it. happening. I, I, I'm watching it. It's happening so fast and yeah. uh, I'm proud to be a part of it. And I'm really, I just want to say thank you. for Thank you. Um, thanks for saying time. it. I mean, I, I you're onto something about podcasters are 
And I've always wondered, like, is it because they're special or do you wind up having to be special in order to survive? Because if you need external validation, you aren't going to go very far. You're not going to get it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think there's, um, and I often, you know, say like, what episode are you on? And people are like, I'm on 12. I'm like, that's awesome. And I'm not being sarcastic. You know, I'm not exaggerating. It's as it's so rare that you get. And that's why I was asking you about, so you have all these guests and you have these episodes. What, what kind of engagement are you getting back from the professor? Because I'm always looking for little ideas or little tidbits or what's working for people. Um, but yeah, I you think that's what? part of the reason. Go ahead. Twitter is starting to come alive. Something is changing over on Twitter. I don't know what it is, and I don't know whether it's just my little corner of Twitter. I am get, but my interaction is going up, and so hmm. I'm I'm doubling down on the energy I put there. Getting rid of Facebook and Instagram. Uh, I, I've only kept Twitter and LinkedIn, and I think my there's something to be going- said for that. So I, I, uh, ooh, I was on Twitter like in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was just using it for just dumb stuff. And I think I went away and I deleted my account. It's long gone, but I have been noticing like the places where I tend to read uh, a lot of blogs. I'm an RSS geek. So I, I have hundreds of things that I follow and I have notes that say, go find Boston's. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I've been noticing more people quoting Twitter threads and Twitter conversations. Mm-hmm. So I have like, I'm not in there, so I, I don't see what's going on, but like, you know, now that you mentioned it in the last year, I've seen, I think I've seen more people like, Oh my God, this happened in Twitter. Like somebody talking about it where I see it mm-hmm. than I have in all the previous years combined. It was always like the Twitter stuff is in the Twitter sphere, mm-hmm. but now I'm seeing like people. And I don't know if, if something happened, I mean, my guess would be that people are realizing that Twitter is actually pretty cool. And I don't know if it, if it can manage to survive against Facebook, like eventually Facebook will want to just buy it. Um, but I, I, it's, it's an interesting point you make about, yeah, maybe I will go because the podcaster community is not on any particular social networks. And I've often thought, I feel like see the people that I talk to like you and I'm like, I want these people to be heard and seen by more people. So I would like to get it out further. Um, and Twitter would be one way to do that. Have you, very, very are you familiar with this platform, this app called, uh, Ooh, I was about to say MythPods, which is, that's my Twitter handle, and that's not what I was looking for. GoodPods. Do you know this GoodPods app? I think I have heard of it, but I don't remember the specifics of the pitch. I'm having some tech trouble with it, just getting my account set up, which is a real bummer because it looks really interesting. I'm, it, it seems like it might be the social network for podcasters that we're, that we're looking for. Yeah. Uh, We have what they call the discovery problem It's like, mm -hmm. I can't follow whole shows anymore. And I have a personal total dorky way of following shows and then knowing which episodes to list. My total geeky way is I take all the RSS feeds from all the shows that I wish I could follow. And I stuff them in my RSS reader in a folder and I read the RSS feeds with my eyeballs because it's just an RSS feed. Yes. I don't look at the audio. And then when I go, like I'm often weeks and months behind, I go, oh, look, Boston has a new episode. And then I go, I don't care. And I just, there's an RSS and I go buy it. And when you get like, oh, who's that? And then I open my podcatcher and I add that one episode and I'm actually only like 50 episodes. My queue is only like 50 episodes deep in my player. And guess what's in the player? I wrote, I wrote this all up in a giant article. It's I want to read that. Oh my God. Awesome art. Um, like shows like it's the, I can't listen to Tim Ferriss anymore, but it's the one that I have to listen to. And Cal Fussman, it's that one. And, it, and like, it's, I love it. Anyway, sorry. We're no, don't be sorry. I minutes. wouldn't read. Oh, oh my God. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So what's your Twitter handle? Uh, I'm at Boston Blake on Twitter. Okay. No punctuation. No punctuation right. at Boston Blake. Okay, cool. Straightforward like that. 
Cool. Um, so that's one thing that we need to all go check out. And uh, I'm just going to say, yeah, that's like, we should probably stop there, but we don't, we do need to have, um, I may go do a deep dive on Twitter because I have been thinking, I, w- I feel like podcaster community is creating, not that I want more people to come to the community. I have great plans on how to slow that down. Um, but I'm thinking we're creating this awesome show. You know, you guys are all making the show with me and I feel like these should be heard by more people, but anyway, I'm going to shut I, up. Well, just to put a, <laughs> just to put a button on that, I would love to trade some knowledge. I have some really solid tips on how to make Twitter a magical, awesome experience because it can also be <gasps> a shit show. And this on the workbench. <laughs> and I would also like to learn from you how to you, how to maximize RSS. I've never used it. I don't know anything about it. It's like, Oh my God. Robert All Stanley right, Smith or something. Yeah, and again, no, really simple syndication. Anyway, so we'll, we'll, I'll send you a thing after we're done here. Awesome. All right, cool, Boston. Uh, that was fun. Um, and yeah, and we're out. All right. And any last see. words? Thanks so much. <laughs> Thank you, Craig. Have a great day. <laughs>